Welcome once again to the Zero to 100 podcast. This is episode five. So again, for those who know me, outside of sports uh, and politics, the other thing that I'm probably go the most hard on is my movies. I love my movies. I love Marvel Studio movies in particular because I grew up a huge comic book fan. Uh, I love Marvel and DC, but let's just be honest. Marvel has been killing the game in regards to their films. Flat out killing it since 08 when the first Iron Man came out and you got to the end credits and then there was that teaser. In fact, I didn't even know about the teaser until I saw stuff online and then when I saw Iron Man again, I saw the teaser and that's when Nick Fury came out and told Tony Stark about the Avengers initiative and you was just like, it was like you had that vision in your head that you could see these characters all together on the screen and it would be like just like the comic books like there was no cooler comic than when you picked up a comic and it crossed over with another superhero like that was by far the best and the fact that marvel has actually done this where they've created this cinematic universe where it's essentially like the comics and like the comics you have questions like what this is going on here how come this person didn't get involved there or what's up with this continuity what's up with the timeline but you had those questions but just like the comments you kind of just don't really care because it's just cool to see these characters all together but they changed the game like let's just be real they changed the game and how movies are created because like every like every movie now that's trying to build a franchise tries to have this interconnected universe but Marvel has done it in a really smart way and it's like they took the blueprint from the comic books and how these guys have been creating these stories that connect for years and dropping breadcrumbs leading to something and it you know now we are at the precipice of the culmination of it and Infinity War was off the hook it was fantastic it was it lived up to the hype it exceeded it I was like you know blown away by it and now I cannot wait for Endgame. Like, I already got my tickets for it. It's funny because I saw a line where some people who were buying tickets, um, you know, because when I first was trying to purchase my tickets, I went on the Fandango, and it was the first time that I had to stand in a virtual line to purchase movie tickets because that's how high of a demand it was. And even though it was an incredibly high demand, there's no way in the world I will pay more than the basic price for a movie ticket. Because I saw an article today where somebody is selling tickets on eBay. First time I saw it, like they were selling tickets on eBay and it was up to $500. And I was like, that's insane. There's no way in the world I'm paying $500 for a movie ticket. Um, The second one I saw which was today, was that some theaters in New York, there was two tickets for sale on the 28th. That's Sunday. That's not even the opening night. But it was Sunday, and they were going for high bid $9,900. And somebody actually bid. And I'm like, you retarded. There is no way I'm spending close to $10,000 on 
a pair of movie tickets for a movie that you will be able to see either if you don't see it on the weekend you probably see it during the week if you can't see it during the first week then you can see it the second week like i love the avengers i love the marvel movies but there's no way in the world i'm paying that that's just utterly insane um but that this podcast this episode is actually the first movie review episode we're gonna do um I'm talking to my brothers, Corey and Ricky again. We all got to see Captain Marvel when it came out. And so we had some opinions on it. And we just have a nice discussion about it. We just kind of talk about some comic book movies in general, give our opinions on things. Or our opinions on the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it's funny because I'm a hardcore Marvel stan. Um, I just I go hard for it. Like I love them. They've been practically perfect. Like I'm almost perfect, you could say. And I was rooting hard as I don't know what for Black Panther to win Best Picture, even though I knew it wasn't going to. But just the fact that it got nominated was beyond awesome. And I saw that movie at least seven times. Now, granted, I had a movie pass, which made it a lot easier to see a movie multiple times, even though they changed the rules on it now and that's why I dropped it but anyway we were decided to do this review on Captain Marvel because this leads into Avengers Endgame and we both had like I think we all pretty much were on the same page for the most part uh, I don't think anybody disliked it as much uh, well you know I'll just let you guys listen and see how the conversation went um this episode again is good. we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff in regards to comic book movies in general. It's just it's awesome to me that these stories that if you grew up reading comics, like you actually can get to see them on the big screen now. Things that you never thought you would see are there. Um, so it was just fun. Just talk about that, and then it leads to probably some. The other beauty I love about doing this podcast is that whenever I'm talking or having my conversations with my brothers or my friends, the stuff that comes up during them because it automatically quickly gives me another idea for another episode. And even though this is a while since the last one, they're trying to be a little bit more uh, consistent and quick in getting the next one out. Um, Just a quick update. In regards to the brackets, my bracket, this is probably like ordinarily when I go through it, like, yes, when Duke loses, my bracket gets busted. That's just plain simple. When Duke loses, my bracket gets busted. That's, you know, so the second they lost to Michigan State by one point, because Coach K was retarded and didn't give Zion Williams the ball in the last, like, three possessions to try to take a shot. But anyway, you know, we focused on Marvel right now. Get on to that, but just a quick update. Uh, ordinarily, when I do a bracket, I usually, usually at least get two out of the final four, maybe three if I'm lucky, but never have I not gotten like one. And this year, all four of my final four teams did not make it, I didn't even get close. Um, my wife, I have to look back at hers to give a, a update. Like, uh, I know that she didn't get her final four correct and 
my sister kidnapping got maybe one or two people out of five four, but she was definitely for this thing got beat. Um, but not a great year for me in regards to my bracket picking. So yeah, my wife had zero of her final four teams make it. And my sister Kenya had one of her, no, I'm sorry, two. Yeah, she got two. She had Michigan State and Virginia. And she had Florida State and Virginia in the final. So Virginia could get there. So technically, I guess she did slightly better, but she did so bad otherwise, you know, but I can't say anything because pretty terrible. But anyway, again, this episode is about our review of Captain Marvel. Again, let me know what you guys think. I've already had some people reach out to me and give me ideas for what uh, the next podcast should be about. I look forward to implementing some of that. So, again, your feedback is key. I need it. I love it. I appreciate it. Those that listen to it, it always makes me feel good. So, I look forward to doing this more in the future. And again, let me know what you think. How did you guys, if you saw Captain Marvel, how did you see? I can tell you right now, the next podcast review is going to be about the movie Us, Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out. Um well I'm going to save my thoughts on it for that podcast which will be coming out soon so anyway without further ado this is our review of Captain Marvel this is myself, my brother Corey my little brother Ricky well both of them my little brothers but anyway this is the 0 to 100 podcast episode 5 This is the Zero to 100 Podcast, Episode 5, and this is going to be our first movie review. So I'm joined by my two brothers, Corey Walker. Yep, this is Corey. And then my brother, Ricky. Yo, what's up? Alright, so, before we get into the movie review, I just want to vent because I'm very frustrated my bracket is busted. Uh, typically, like it is every year when Duke goes down, my bracket gets busted. But I was feeling pretty good this year. I thought they had a legitimate shot. Because unlike previous years, I felt like this Duke team wasn't built around the three. And it's like a lot of other times when I saw Duke lose in the tournament, the other teams kind of out-physical them. Or they was more athletic. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this Duke team was like more athletic than other t- like the way that Duke used to get beat is I feel like how they were playing with the way this team was built around Zion Williamson and I don't understand for the life of me why on the last play you don't get the ball to your best player which was Zion and I, I had to, like me me and Corey talked about it a little bit but I feel like I need to go back and look at it because I don't know what was going on on the last play RJ Barrett shouldn't be taking the last shot Zion should be taking the last shot. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see any of it. I was on the road. But, uh, 
Yeah, my bracket was done when my bracket was just done from the beginning, but especially after North Carolina lost because I had them winning the whole thing. Yeah. They didn't even make it to the uh, Elite Eight, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have one team in the Final Four though, just Texas Tech. That was the only one. I ain't got none. All of my Final Four teams was done. I just. I, I hate I, I, I did too many brackets to know for sure <laughs> who uh, who I have left. So I, uh, and most of them I had Duke winning. Um, I had one bracket where I had Michigan State beating North Carolina. So even the ones where I still got some teams, it's, it's uh, mostly done. I did do yeah. multiple brackets, but... Like pretty much all of them, I had Duke winning. So and then like the the one that I did do where I did a different bracket, I had Kentucky winning. So it's like that didn't even matter. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I only did one bracket. I didn't, I didn't, I, and I did that one like late at night, the night before the game started. Mm-hmm. So but, yeah. know. I don't know. We'll, we'll I have to see. I don't know. It's nobody I really feel like rooting for. I mean, I, I sort of want Auburn to win just because they've never won, and it would be kind of cool. Uh, and they, well, I'm, I'm rooting for UVA because my wife Chanel went to UVA. So. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. well I, I just personally believe Virginia should not be invited back to the tournament again because <laughs> yeah, I don't care if they made it to the Final Four. They were losing to a 16 seed, like, in the second half of that opening round game. So they surely was. I just cannot respect them. And that's what made me <laughs> mad because when they was losing to that 16 seed, I was sitting there thinking that Chalet's insane strategy of picking them boys from Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> I was thinking about that, too, because I, I listened to your podcast, and I was like, hmm, Chalet was actually on the phone. <laughs> but... Yeah. yeah, but all right. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they've made it this far. Though. I thought they would have got beat by now. But, yes, because then it was yeah. another game during the tour. I can't remember. If, I think it was their second round game. They won 53 to 30 something or something. Point is, they only scored 53 points, and it just yeah. It, I, I hate. I mean, it's not all hate them. Like I don't have anything against Virginia. I don't really care. I just think like I. If you want to tell me a school from the ACC was going to get to the Final Four, if it wasn't going to be Duke, I would have said North Carolina or Florida State. But yeah. Just, anyway. So, um, did you you didn't pick UVA to win any of your brackets, Corey? Nope. I think I had one where I had them in the championship <laughs> losing to Purdue. The Chanel. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what I did in one of them. Chanel, yeah. Did Chanel do a bracket or anything? No. Yeah, she uh, she don't even follow it that that closely. Well, yeah. I wonder if she. Well, they weren't good when she was there, right? No, I don't think so. She yeah. said uh, <laughs> she always talking about one game where they beat Duke on Virginia's court and somebody punched Shane Battier in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, like the students, <laughs> the students, uh, they, stormed, they stormed the court after they beat Duke and somebody punched Shane Battier in the face and he didn't do anything. He just really? like shrugged it off. <laughs> That's probably because it didn't uh, register. 
because <laughs> Shane Battier is a beast. It also would have been a bad look if he, like, knocked the student out, even though it was, like, self-defense, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Well, alright. This, this podcast isn't about Duke. It's about... It's about Captain Marvel, because we all got to go see it uh, at separate times. I know it's been out for a while. In fact, I think it's about to cross over to a billion dollars. So, to get... What? Yeah, it's about to hit. It's made that much money? Yeah, worldwide. Yeah. Good movie. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess. Because I think the first uh, weekend it came out worldwide, it made like $400 million, I That's think. insane. Yeah. What did Black Panther make its first weekend? Woo! It was... It, it did better than Captain Marvel. I have to look that uh. up. I have to look it up because... Uh, I'm just surprised because I honestly haven't heard a lot of people even talking about that movie, or this movie, like Captain Marvel. The the crazy thing about all of these Marvel movies and probably superhero movies in general is just like, you're guaranteed to make a bunch of money even if it's a crappy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Justice League movie made money. Freaking Suicide Squad made a stupid amount of money. Man, that movie was horrible. It was yeah. uh freaking the Transformers movies make tons of money and that move the them movies is awful. Like they're yeah. straight Yeah, that's true. Garbage. Uh, I'm just very surprised that it's made this much money so far because I haven't heard very much of anything decent about it. Well, that brings me to my opening uh question, which is um what was your overall uh, feeling about the movie? So, what, like, what? I think I already know, but what was your overall like uh, take on it? I would, I'll let Corey go first. Yeah, I, I would grade it. I would give it a B minus C plus. Um, it was a solid movie, so I'll, I'll say B minus. Um, but I, I came out of it saying to myself, I don't think I will go to the theaters to see Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope they don't make a Captain Marvel 2. Well, you know they're going to. But I really only saw it because I'm like a completist and I want to see all of the Marvel movies. Uh, and yeah, the- that was... Mm-hmm. So that was really the driving. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's all like I had to. I knew that I had to see it before uh, Endgame came out, just in case there was like something in it that tied into the bigger overall story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the earliest you've probably seen. It seems like any of the movies because you usually wait longer. But, I think I saw yeah. Black Panther the opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, I saw Black Panther opening weekend. And speaking. Speaking of which, I looked it up. It was um. This was probably the latest I've seen any of the Marvel movies, and it was like maybe a week or two after it was already out. Um, actually, I think it was only a week. But usually, I always just go see them like the opening night. Uh, actually, Black Panther. I think it took me a week. But either way, overall. I just, uh, it, since we're giving it a number grade or a letter grade, I just would give it a C. It was just, it was just a movie to me. It it wasn't 
anything good that was like that I thoroughly enjoyed about it. Uh, there were some things that I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Uh, I don't know. If, well, like, like going to radio. You know what? Are you gonna? Yeah, we gonna get into uh, the we... warn people that there's spoilers here. Yeah. So just to let everybody know, it's been out for a couple <laughs> of weeks. If you haven't seen it. Uh, you <laughs> might want to come back and listen to this. We gonna spoil it a little bit. I mean, we won't go. Uh, yeah, you know, we well, gonna spoil yeah, it. Not, we gonna spoil well, it. Well, actually, I'm probably there was only one part of the movie that I enjoyed, and that was <laughs> All right, the hope. end of it. But the part that I I, I, I want to spoil is just the fact that she's calling the outer space with 1990s technology from Radio Shack and a payphone. Well, and it's like, like, really, like, I'm sorry. I know she's <laughs> from an advanced society, right. but I just don't think that technology you can get from Radio Shack is going to allow you to transport a signal millions of billions of miles in outer space. Okay, well, save that for the, the con part. But just a quick update. Okay. I looked it up. So Black Panther made $520 million worldwide its opening weekend. So it was because um, it made $292 million in North America. And then uh, internationally it was uh, $228 million. Yeah. So, all right. So. Okay. Oh, if I had to give it a letter grade. So Corey gave it a, a B minus C plus. Rick, you gave it a C. Um, yeah, it's like a C minus C, but I'll just stick with C. Yeah, I would give it. I will probably stick with. I will probably give it a B minus. Yeah, B. I I, I agree with Corey. I would give it like a B minus C plus because it was like overall. It was. It was good, but I keep finding myself also saying it was more okay. Like, it was more okay than good. And, it like, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was a bad movie. And it was just, like, the more I keep thinking about it, I'll be like, uh, it was all right. Like, it was okay. And then, I, you know, we can get into the details. So, what were, we can go around again. What were the uh, things that you did like about the movie? What was the pros? If you only uh, for me, I would say the things. Let me think about the things that I liked. I liked, um, uh, and I can't. I don't remember the actress's name. Uh, I know, it was, like, I think the her black the, chick. Yeah, um, Maria Rambo was her character. Mm-hmm. I think she was probably. I would give her like the best acting out of the movie, as far as mm. performance. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, so I like, I like, I like Sam Jackson and like, you know, his young Nick Fury. Um, and I would say, I think that might be about it. Just like those two acting performances, the, the, um, special effects was all right. Uh, the story was, so yeah, pros, I'll just say like Samuel Jackson and Maria Rambo, the, the character, her acting, um, those will be my pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, um, the pros, probably maybe some of like the 
stuff from the movie, you know, going back and looking at stuff from like mm. the 90s and stuff and just being like, yeah, the 90s. You, um, you were saying the nostalgia, Rick? Uh, Rick, you were saying the nostalgia because you was breaking up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, well, just to let everyone know as well, I'm in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, so oh, that's okay. why my phone sucks most of the time. Because <laughs> I went back and listened to the other one, and I realized there were points where I was cutting out. And, yeah, since because I'm in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. Just so everyone knows, I'm sorry, I'm getting off subject, but this place sucks. Sierra Vista, Arizona <laughs> is a terrible place. Like, the mall here has a Joanne's Fabrics in it. Like, who has a Joanne's Fabrics is it worse? in a mall? Like, I'm just like, what the F? Is it? And it doesn't even have a foot locker or a foot action or a champs or anything like that. <laughs> like, the closest one is like an hour away in Tucson, Arizona. So, just so everyone knows, Sierra Vista sucks, is if it? anyone is ever wondering. Unless you like the outdoors and going into nature and stuff and climbing mountains and such, because they got a bunch of those. Is the, but other than that, this place sucks. Is the mall? So that's why my phone sucks. Oh, okay. Is the mall? Is the mall worse <laughs> than Tri-State Mall? I'm sorry. Say that again. Is the mall is it worse than Tri-State Mall? Yes. Uh, it's only better than Tri-State Mall because this mall still exists. And does Tri-State even exist anymore? As far as I know. I mean, like, it does have a, a halfway decent movie theater, so that's where I went to go see uh, Captain Marvel at. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it, it's very small. You can run from one end to the other in, like, a full sprint. So Tri-State, uh, I believe, is no longer in existence. If it is, I mean, I, I haven't been in Tri-State Mall... Yeah, I can't, I mean it wasn't yeah. that. Yeah, I I I'm pretty. But also, I mean, Tri-State they did have uh, City Blue. They, they did, did have City Blue, so that was like the only thing that was good about Tri-State. So I would have actually Tri-State in the day was better than this place because <laughs> it had City Blue and this had like nothing. Mm. But uh, back to my pros. So the nostalgia from the movie. Uh, I thought Samuel Jackson had a good performance. Um, you know, he was decent. Um, no, uh, there was something else that I actually, I mean, like the end. So, I, I mean, I, I guess we'll get to that later, but, uh, that, that might've, that might've been it. Just also the other thing was like, like Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie I thought was just, you know what? I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. That was it. Those, the, so the nostalgia and Samuel Jackson, and uh, that's that's pretty much it for me for the good things about that movie. The good things that I liked about it, I would say, I I thought the there was a bit of you know, again this we gonna spoil some stuff. I liked the twist of the story. Um. Because, like, the, you know, the main characters in it was, uh, you know, the Kree and the Scrolls and the way, like, you know, people that read the comics know that the Scrolls are these evil shapeshifter aliens and um, it was like the, the movie, where the twist of the movie was is really that the Scrolls actually weren't evil and the Kree was more of the bad guys and... It actually makes sense to me in terms of how the Marvel Cinematic Universe has introduced the Kree. Like, if you know, if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Ronan was Kree, and he's in this movie, even though he has, like, a cameo, really. It's more like a cameo. But, like, they were, you know, they were the bad guys in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then, if you, I mean, I, I don't know if either one of y'all watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but... Yeah, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh! I, I forgot Coulson. That's, that's the other thing that I liked about the movie, like how they brought him back into it. Mm-hmm. I like that. So it's That's like his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. the way that they do the Cree and that it it makes mm-hmm. it like it made sense that they was bad. And so, like I thought, I liked that element of it. I thought, um, it, like I I thought the dude that played the leader of the scrolls was actually really good. Um, yeah, he was I. He was I. I'd agree with that actually. Like Ben, mm-hmm. I, I think his name is Ben Mendelson is his real name, and he's been in a lot of different things. Um, he usually does play a bad guy, but this time he, you know, I thought his performance was good. I, I liked. I, I mean, I I thought that the story was decent. I just felt like. In terms of pros, I felt like the uh, the effects I thought was decent for the most part. But yeah, so it was really the performances. Some of the performances I thought was was overall was what made it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's get into what we didn't like. Let's get into the cons. Okay. I like to start. Actually, I'm gonna start. Yeah. I will say that while I enjoyed the effects, I felt like the action was a little bit lacking. Like it wasn't as it wasn't as exciting as some of the other Marvel movies that you see. And it was kinda like I went with Chalet and there were certain points where she was kinda falling asleep and she mm-hmm. was like like these aren't the type of movies that she's usually into. But, the, I mean, I've gotten her more so into the Marvel movies, and she's usually pretty excited. And this one, it wasn't as excited. And I could sense the same thing, because it was almost like how I was saying how where you look at it, the movie is just okay. You kind of be like, oh, this is just okay. And it's like, it just wasn't as exciting to me. Um, I thought that a little bit of the changes that they did to the character Marvel itself, didn't make a lot of sense to me because like you know i'm not saying like i don't have a problem with with marvel studios making changes to the the story in the comics because one a lot of people don't even know the the comic story but and and plus it's like if you already read the comics what's the point of going seeing the movie if they go just do it verbatim so i have a problem with them making changes but this one the way that you know the character is supposed to be inspired by the original Captain Marvel, it kind of felt like there wasn't really much inspiration to me. She really didn't do that much. Because even her plan to help the scrolls didn't make a great deal of sense to me. Like, so you want to create a warp engine, but shouldn't they already kind of had that technology? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was almost kind of like that didn't make a lot of sense to me in that standpoint. And, um... I also feel like I didn't quite agree with how they had her power set. Like, I know in the comics, Captain Marvel is a big deal and she's powerful, but I almost felt like they just kind of made her a female version of Superman, pretty much. 
and I and I I didn't think that was that great, and I didn't agree with it. Yeah, that's my cons. Oh, hello. Yeah, Rick, are you still there, Corey? Okay, you got, yeah, you got, I thought yeah, you guys, oh, okay, alright, I can hear y'all now, I thought we cut out for a sec, so that that was my cons. You will go wrong, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I'll go back to the Radio Shack stuff, like, <laughs> I'm just like, I just, I, they just didn't convince me on that, um, it, it was a few things, I mean, some of it was like nitpicky. Uh, the security guard guy when he was sitting in the car. Mm -hmm. That was just weird because it was like he was there at night just sitting there and then, you know, the agents, the shield agents show up during the day. I I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, But I didn't care for that. I just thought it was boring. Like, I never felt a real sense Mm -hmm. of urgency I didn't particularly care for the plot twist or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just was like, okay, I don't care about these. I just didn't care. I didn't care about anything in that movie because I was just like, okay, like whatever. Um, I I just it just never really like got me like engrossed in like what's gonna happen. All I cared about is like, okay, well, how powerful is she gonna be uh, and what's she gonna do? When it, for the to beat Thanos, that's what I care about. <laughs> um, and how she gonna bring everybody back? So, I mean, I, I didn't like, and then like the way it ended. So I like the end end, the end, the end credit scene, but I didn't like the way that it ended. I also didn't like that little girl, uh, you know, the black chick's daughter. Yeah. I forgot yeah. what her name is. I didn't like her, but I saw apparently, I guess, in the comics, she becomes like a sidekick of Captain Marvel or something like that. Um, But I didn't like that little girl because I'm just like, she just was, she she just like, okay, the chick was missing for three years. The girl looked like at most she was 11, probably was more like 10. Mm -hmm. So it's like she was four when all this, when she first, you know, when she left. But she had this great recollection of memory of everything about her life to fill her in completely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I, that's just not real. No kid is going to be like four <laughs> years old and remember all that stuff for the next six years of their life or whatever it was. Like, I'm sorry, I just didn't find that believable. I didn't. I didn't care for that part of it, and I didn't care for that little girl either. Well, um, with, uh, I'll just push back a little bit. Layla has a really good memory, and she mm-hmm. remembers stuff from when she was like. But well, she, you know, she's six, so I, I guess we need to wait probably about four more years, and then I can see and see if Layla remembers something when she was like two or three years old. Like, mm-hmm. but either way, um, I didn't care for that. But yeah, like the calling in the space. From a payphone with some free technology, that, like that, that don't bother me. That like, don't bother me as much. Act like you was going in the radio shack to uh, make a phone call that using d- a payphone. That don't bother um, me as much because I think it also was a way of them to explain uh, Samuel Jackson's pager that he used at the end of Infinity War. 
I mean, I had no problem with the pager. The pager was fine. You know, that that was fine. I have no issues with that. But I guess I see what you're saying. Like, she upgraded it or whatever. I'd rather she mm-hmm. just gave him one from space. I don't know. They could have did that, too. Because, <laughs> um, yeah. But either way, um, what else didn't I like? Oh, the end. So the end where she's like, you know, basically, I'm going to go help them find another planet or another place to live. F everything else and everybody else that could potentially stuff could be happening or whatever. I've just seen this crazy. I found out I'm really from Earth, seeing these crazy people from out of space. I'm not going to care about really staying here to protect Earth or help Earth. I'm going to help these people that I just met not too long ago and hated before. I'm going to go help them find a planet and spend the next 20 years doing that. But I think that so, was part of the the way that you could explain that was she was trying to carry on the legacy of the original Marvel who was played by Annette Benning um like she was carrying on her mission to like to cuz her whole point was she was trying to help the scrolls uh you know so she was like oh well I'm going to carry mean, on her that, legacy I guess that might be the case but that just goes into further that I could care less about this movie and I just <laughs> didn't care for the plot. I just thought it was, it, I never felt the urgency at any point. And I mean, like, I didn't really care about her being like super powered up. I didn't like the fact that like, you know, she's doing all this stuff. She just stopped a freaking nuclear warhead and a whole mm-hmm. pack of those. Uh, and like when she gets into space, like somebody shoots her or something like that, or she gets shot by something and it kind of knocks her off her path and knocks her back. And I'm just thinking she just stopped a freaking you know, superior technology missile, and now this little shot from somewhere knocks her off her course. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that part? Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, like... Yeah, I just... Yeah. So, I didn't like that. But that that was it. Th- those are my cons from the movie. All right, Corey, what was yeah. your cons? So, I would say... Like, that last thing I heard you said, that, that was a part of my... One of my cons is like, or the biggest con for me was, she was too powerful. See, because it was, it was like the the villains presented no challenge. Yes, like once yeah. she took that that limiter yes. off. Yes, it was like she was unstoppable. There was there was really no longer any more point because yes. it was like you knew, like she basically could have. Um, took out the whole Kree Empire, it seemed. Yeah, that was you know, why, yeah. she wanted to. It's always, it, like, I, I, I always want the heroes, like I, don't, like, I don't like it when the hero is, like, a super underdog and somehow mm-hmm. he wins on some ridiculous stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy winning by holding hands. Man, and, no. and <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but when, the, when the hero is, is so powerful that it's like, there's no real challenge and you know that they just go, you know, demolish the, the enemy and, and it's just too easy. I don't like that either. Like they got to mm-hmm. find the perfect balance where either the the heroes are evenly matched or just a slight underdog and mm-hmm. they overcome through some uh, superior intellect or fighting skill or luck or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, like they, like she, so like even like this, where we were saying like you didn't care. It was kind of because, or at least for me, you know the stakes never felt that serious. Yes, because there you go. She was unstoppable. Like the only time that I kind of felt like a little bit of worry was I was thinking that um, the mom Maria Rambo 
was gonna go up in the states and then get killed, and then that was why her throat. Yeah, that was about I, it. Yeah, you it know, what, yeah. To to so I was worried about her for a moment that they was gonna like kill her, and then the daughter was gonna somehow become a hero. But that was the only time that I was worried. Like you, you could tell yeah. or see, you know that. She wasn't challenged at all, really. I agree. You know I mean? agree with you. Because it was like, um, I, yeah, I, you know, I think you nailed it in regards to talking about how um, the stakes never seemed that high. Hello? Yeah, Rick, you still I'm there? Still here. I was just waiting. Because okay. it's like the buzzing and stuff. Okay. Can't hear it, yeah, no, so no, Rick, yeah, Ricky don't, don't hear the buzzing. Me and Corey hear the buzzing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. It's going now. So, just like if I, well, I just figured to not talk during those moments because then you could edit it out or whatever. You know, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I could do um, that. But yeah, another con for me was that the story, it was a bit uh, confusing. And it, and I guess, like, I don't I can't remember how long, what the runtime was. But you can't always go in depth with certain things because it kind of just felt forced or rushed. Where yes. it was just like it felt rushed. You know, the, the people's motivations didn't make a ton of sense because then, like with that twist, I went back and was like, "Well, Samuel L. Jackson killed that one squirrel for no reason." Yeah, yeah. But, I was but, thinking about that too. And then also, like the squirrels, they were killing innocent people, and then. Like, the only thing that addressed it, I guess, Ben Mendelsohn, his character, Talos, said, oh, you know, I, I got blood on my hands, too, or I've done some things. And, it's, and I guess you could look at that as a bigger thing of just, like, saying war is bad all around. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no good guys or there are bad guys on both sides of a war. But mm -hmm. they, they didn't really, and I don't know how you could have hammered that home or really, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, showed the horror of war, but it was, it was just like the scrolls. You know, yeah, they weren't bad technically, but they did some stuff. You know, yeah, it's and, like you know, it's like now that y'all talk about y'all poison, it, it does make me think a little bit more on it because I, I definitely feel like it was rushed, and I feel like, I, I mean, it was. I feel like yeah, the story was a little light, like outside of the twist. In regards to where the scrolls weren't bad, it really wasn't. It wasn't a lot to it, and it was like you know, mm -hmm. even the fact that she was like, you know, oh my memory's going, and I'm I have to remember that I'm from Earth, and you know, the mystery behind that. Like I felt like that was yeah, it was a little light, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, and the stakes just the the stakes never felt that high to me. It was like you know, it's like Marvel. Marvel Studios to me has done a good job lately of where they take like a a different type of genre and then they just add superheroes to it. Like you look at Ant Man was a heist movie and it's like, you know, they just put superheroes in it. Or even if you look at Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah. to me that was a chase movie. And they just was like, Okay, it's a chase movie and now it's like like I couldn't even say honestly what was the genre for Captain Marvel, other than the fact that they wanted to introduce another female superhero. Yeah, I felt like I also felt like the movie was kind of an ad, or you know, like it was pushing, and I hate to sound like this, but pushing like you know the female character and female lead and all that type of stuff. Uh, 
on, you know, because that's now like the new end thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, um, uh, goodness, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm, I I forgot what I was going to say. That's yeah. okay. Hey, you know well, what? No, I, I was just going to say, like, you know, but with the Ant-Man thing, like, Ant-Man didn't have, like, a sense, like, of, like, a really big thing, like, in the grander scheme of things with the first one. Um, but I still enjoyed the movie. It was mm-hmm. like this. I just didn't, I just didn't care. All right, let's let's mm-hmm. let's pause right here because uh, actually I gotta run and go grab something. I forgot I ordered some food, so oh, okay. I'm gonna call Sorry. you guys back and we can uh, wrap wrap it up. Like we can because uh, there's a lot of other stuff I wanted to cover and talk about, but we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. Okay, this is the Zero to One Hundred podcast, episode five. We're in the middle of reviewing Captain Marvel. We had just went through the cons, and um, did did you guys have any other cons that y'all wanted to go through, or uh, you okay to move on to the next question? I got. We can move on. Well, yeah. I think I'm good. I also think it kind of hyped up the Air Force, but maybe not. But I just don't think the Air Force is that great. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's because you an army dude. That's because you in the army. <laughs> the Air Force is uniform civilians. That's all they are. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what did you say? I call them uniform civilians. They just wear a uniform and get, okay, but they don't do nothing to the death talk. I'm good. You know Which, what? I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, it, uh, it, it's a good thing your phone was breaking up on that because that way you don't have no angry Air Force people coming at you. I don't care. They can come at me if they want to. They ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it that's true. That's true. You got you got that <laughs> army. You got that army shield uh, over you. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, but not, I, I feel like that's how a lot of movies do. Like I feel like uh, what was it? Transformers was kind of like an advertisement for the army, like the first one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what they do. They just try to advertise different branches of service but that, that's it that was the only other thing I had <laughs> alright so what did y'all think of uh, Brie Larson who played Captain Marvel I think she was fine I didn't, yeah I didn't hate her or anything like that like I I didn't hate her so that's always a good thing um, I wasn't like really like yeah she's great but you know I, I guess uh, for if the, I, I will compare female superhero leads. I don't. I, I generally like Wonder Woman, like yeah. in the in the comic book movies and mm-hmm. just like the little TV yeah, show I was, cartoons I was and stuff. Say she wasn't as good as Wonder Woman, or, or I didn't. I didn't like her as much as I like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was actually going the opposite. I did not care for. Uh, Wonder Woman and Justice League, though. Like, I liked her in Batman versus Superman, 
And uh, I kind of was okay with her in her own movie and stuff. But I just, it was just something about it. I think Man, I was tired of her. Look, I but, liked her. Uh, I liked Justice League, so I didn't hate Brie Larson in this. I, I will say I liked, I thought Brie Larson was good. I mean, for what they gave her. Because I, I felt like it was lacking a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was more uh, yeah. a writing thing than yeah Brie Larson's performance. I, I actually like Brie Larson, though. And uh, I think, you know, it's funny because I think the first thing I even ever saw her in was um, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, which was an awesome movie. Um, I don't even, what was she in that? What was she, the gay girl or something? No, she was um, the girl, um, his ex-girlfriend, Envy. I, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Did you see Scott Pilgrim versus the World? I did. I don't remember his ex-girlfriend. She was the blonde-haired girl that was uh, the head of the band. Like the lead singer in the band, the Clash at Demon Head, and Brandon Roof was the one of the evil exes who had like mental powers or whatever. But that's that she was good in it. I like that's my first introduction to her. But um, mm-hmm. comparing it to yeah, I I liked one Wonder Woman definitely better than Captain Marvel. I thought Gal Gadot yeah was good in Wonder Woman. I agree with you in regards to how she was in um, Justice League, but there was a whole heck of a lot that I had problems with in Justice League, and I still. That's a valid point. And I for me, I don't, I don't even remember her, or, or I don't remember her that much from Justice League, like whether I liked her or disliked her. I was just talking about her and Wonder Woman, like her own movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And don't get me started on Batman vs. Superman, because that movie was pure, unadulterated garbage. <laughs> that John, I really enjoyed that movie better than Captain Marvel. That but, man, uh, no. I can, you I, know what? I, as much as I sat there and said, like I said, Captain Marvel's okay. If you want to compare that to Batman vs. Superman, that joint looked like Infinity War compared to that. Because Batman vs. Superman was straight hot garbage. I, I just disagree. Mm-mm. I disagree. I, I remember <laughs> when I stood up in the theater after seeing Batman vs. Superman, I think I called you as soon as I got out going on a rant of how much I hated that movie. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. I think I saw it first out of all of us. And I just remember that movie being a piece of garbage. More closely than any of the Batman movies I had seen before, um, but uh, I mean I didn't hate it. I mean it was, yeah. it was some holes, but I didn't hate it. For me, like all the negative stuff around Batman versus Superman actually made me feel better about it because I came out of it thinking like, what was the big deal? It wasn't that bad. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. It was. I thought it was hot garbage. But it's not. I'm sorry. We not talking about that. Uh, but I do have a quick point. I want a quick question I want to ask y'all because recently Zack Snyder came out because he was responding to critics of um, him saying, you know, why you got Batman killing people and stuff like that. And he's all like, uh, get over it. He was pretty much saying Batman kills people, like grow up or something like that. And um, my thought on it was, 
first off, these are based off of comic books. Like, this ain't real life. And I get a little bit tired when they take superhero stuff and they want to go, I want to steep it in realism. Well, the premise itself is false. Like, so I don't need it to be steeped in realism. And one of the cool things that makes Batman Batman is that he doesn't kill people. It's just his thing. Like, that was my main issue I had with how he did Man of Steel. Superman don't kill people. Like, that's... Yeah, I thought Man of Steel was terrible. Not terrible, but the way it ended was like, like, what the F? Like, it's just the worst. It was like one of the worst endings of a superhero movie I had seen. Because the fight scene leading up to it, I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. fight scene is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. it was really good. And then it was like, it ended like that. And I'm like, this could have ended way better. But uh, I'll just say, also, um, if you're going to hate on Batman for killing people, I'm sorry, like in these Marvel movies where they be shooting people with their hands. Nope, you break it up. People don't die. It's just like, oh, am I breaking up? Just a little bit. But you good now. Uh, But yeah, like when, when Iron Man shoots somebody with his like suit, and it's like, they don't die. I'm like, then what the F does that suit do? But it's strong enough to, like, you know, it's powerful enough to stop, like, other superheroes and supervillains. But if you shoot the regular person, the regular person is okay. You know what I mean? It I, makes no I, sense to me. I guess. I see your standpoint. But I also will say, to me, the way they set up the Marvel uh, universe, the way that they do it, I don't feel like they outright try to kill people with the way I just I'd rather they would actually (laughs) and then it's like with Captain like the way they've established it like Captain America okay you can say he killed people because he was in war and I look at him like oh he's a soldier and stuff like that but I don't feel like he goes out of his way to to outright I don't know it's just it's just I guess you could say I'm being hypocritical the superheroes killing people I don't have any issue with it, except if it's a villain that I want to see in another movie. Like, yeah. Um, like, in Batman, I mean, in The Dark Knight. When yeah, I didn't like that they killed Two-Face. Yeah, when he let you die, it's like, okay, well, we can't use him anymore. How about Two-Face? Because the little, you know, he had a small part as Two-Face, yes. and he was good. So I was yeah. like, they seen more from him. The, I agree. The main is still saying... I didn't have any issue with him killing Zod. I'm like, what else was he supposed to do? Fly him I up into the air. Just do He snapped this, this uh, crazy dick <laughs> neck. Like, no, no. I just like, don't like, agree the with it. People was just standing in the corner, and he just like, I just, there were five billion other things yes. he could have done before yes. he was just like, let me snap his neck. Exactly. You want to snap his neck, you should have snapped his neck 30 minutes ago. Exactly. I guess. You could have snapped his neck. Blessing, I'll, I'll agree with Zack Snyder as far as like, uh, or, and this is just what I'm thinking now, like, these superheroes are kind of like cops where I guess if it's, like you could have a justified homicide in my opinion. Now, if, if, now, if you have established the character like he's not going to kill people, he's not going to cross that line, then yeah, he shouldn't kill people. But I, but I almost feel like I don't think any of these superhero movies they established that where 
the people are like, I'm not going to kill anybody or, you know. I just, I don't know, man. It's like, to me, call me old-fashioned or whatever. It's like, and I get it. Like, I know, like, it's funny because, you know, we'll watch action movies and you see the hero kill a ton of people. And I'm like, yeah. Like, like if you watch a Liam Neeson movie, like, take it or whatever, you're like, yeah, get him. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, for me, like, I guess I'm with you in regards to that's my issue when I see in superhero movies when they kill off a villain. Because you'd be like, oh, he needs to come back. Like, that's why, the reality, that's why they don't kill off villains in comic books. Because you got to have that mm-hmm. ongoing conflict. And I was like, I think, but that's part of the issue I have with, like, if there's one complaint I'll say about uh, Marvel Studios movies is that their villain game has been kind of weak. But mm-hmm. as of late, I feel like they've improved it. Because, like, if you look at the... Like, uh, you know, you look at Thanos in Infinity War and you look at Killmonger and Black Panther and um, even the villains, the Kree in this, I feel like they did a good job of establishing villains and then, or even uh, Baron Zemo in Civil War, where it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job and then they realized, hey, let's stop killing these people off because, you know, we could actually bring them back later and... You know, so at least that's my hope because, like, I I still want to see the Avengers versus the Masters of Evil. So I don't know. Yeah. Just the Avengers versus the Masters of Evil. Yeah, because that's that was Baron Zemo's. That is, but that was a uh, they were like pretty much just like how you know the just the evil Avengers. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, but like who's who's in there? It's uh like Baron Zemo and um like the Wrecking Crew. Which is, uh, oh man, now I'm forgetting some of the names of the people. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It, it sounds like a bunch of people. I don't know who they are other than Baron Zemo. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, now I mean. Like, uh, the villains from each individual uh, yes. Avengers, like, in yeah. the, in the yeah. individual comic books, kind of like they're. they're yeah, exactly. Kind of like Legion of Doom. Yes. Hey, yep. but it doesn't sound like there's anybody like Thanos in their, in their group. Well, it's like the okay, collect. Yeah. But anyway, you know we ain't talk about that. Let me I get. Guess, yeah, it's like the Justice League when, but the Justice League when like Dark Side isn't in their group. But you know, but yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I got a little sidetrack off of that. Uh, you know, talk about that. But yeah. yeah, we started that by talking about Brie Larson, but overall she was just okay. I didn't hate her. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you guys? Did, uh, how do you guys feel like that movie got you for uh, ready for Avengers Endgame? Were you fired up after the like the post credit scene? Uh, I wouldn't say I was fired up, but it was the post credit scene was the only thing that I really watched the movie for. If I had just shown up at the post credit scene and left, I would have felt satisfied. Uh, because that's how bad the rest of the movie was. In my Good opinion. Uh, can I go ahead and spoil it or no? Yeah, no, you can spoil it. All right, okay. So, yeah, so I, I thought it was good, you know, because it, it was better than what I was expecting as a post-credit scene because I was more so expecting, like, um, you know, I knew it was going to be something with the pager or whatever. Uh, I was just more so expecting to have her receive the page 
while she's in space doing some stuff. But, you know, for the page to be sent, you know what I'm saying? And then, mm -hmm. like, for just like, all right, you know, let's do this or whatever. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Now we don't got to wait for her to, like, travel 5 billion miles up throughout of space. Mm -hmm. You know, to come and be here, like she's already here. Not like it's like, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Goku in Dragon Ball Z, where you know Goku always be yes. like, maybe waiting episodes and episodes for him to show up, but it's like she's there, so we don't gotta wait. <laughs> yep. All right. For, for me, it, um, it's funny because I'm just like, it, it, at least to me, it almost feels like it didn't have anything to do with uh, Endgame or, or the, the Marvel Universe as a whole. And I guess it's because it was set in the 90s. Because the, the end credit scene, they kind of just seemed like slapped in there like, look, this is this is connected. Yeah, that's true though. Because mm -hmm. I mean, my thought is like, okay, so Nick Fury gets dusted and the pager just falls. How in the world did they find the pager? Like, they was off in space and other, you know, in space in Wakanda or wherever, you know, all these, well, I guess the, all of them were, were in Wakanda. And, and so, so then it's just like, you you go to where Nick Fury was and you find this pager. I, I, yeah. And I seriously doubt they're going to explain like them or show them finding the pager. Well, well no, yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're not. I mean, we that, don't that know. That's a very valid point that I didn't even think about. We don't know that, if they're yeah. going to show them finding the pager or not. I mean, my assumption is I think they will probably show them finding the pager. I think so, anyway. But, or at least talk, like, they'll at least say, hey, we found it. Or, you know, just like how they say it, like, if Fury, this is the last thing he sent. I mean, it, it got me more. It got then, now that I think about it, he sent that, you know, but just, you know what I mean? Like, if that was the case and they went all the way from Wakanda to wherever Nick Fury was, New York City, you know, happened upon this pager, pulled all the way back to Wakanda, or I don't know where they're at, you know what I'm saying? Set it up and just waited for this page to be sent. Everybody changed their clothes and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, that, that one one makes me mad, actually. <laughs> 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 the way to go work is if, if Fury has some other things tied into it, like um, this is going to Captain Marvel, to them. but it's also going to the Avengers to let them know. Yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, it's a nitpicky thing, but I, I, I would bet money that they don't really address it. I bet you they go and address it. I'm pretty certain they go and address it. I'm not going to say we'll how much money y'all will bet. To mark this down, I bet dinner that they don't address bet. finding the pager or how bet. they found the pager. Bet. I, I, I bet that they, I bet dinner, I'll pay for dinner if they do, a, like if, um, if they don't address how they found the pager. Yeah, and dinner at a reasonably priced restaurant because <laughs> <niggas> is broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so how do you guys feel about the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because you know the whole thing is is like even with this movie, this was su supposed to be establishing like a new lead for it because you know Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is up. Uh, I think Chris Evans' contract is up. 
Um, I know Scarlett Johansson is doing a Black Widow movie, but that's going to be a prequel. Is it uh, Chris Hemsworth? His, his thing is up too. I think his is up. Yeah, yeah. So how? I, I mean, uh, whatever whatever Marvel puts out, I'm gonna go see. But I think that they they better introduce or emphasize some more of the secondary characters if if they are, are getting rid of uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Because mm-hmm. then it's like if you look at it, I guess they're going forward with like. Spider-Man, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Black Panther. Um, yeah, Black Panther and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I guess, mm, now I guess I'm gonna, that's enough. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not overly optimistic about it because uh, uh, I just. I don't see how it can get better because it's like, you know, they had like these main characters in Avengers are pretty much like the bigger characters within the Marvel universe aside from the X-Men. Now, if they do something to start and get, well, I guess Disney did by Fox because I feel like Fox is wasting the X-Men. Completely. Um, But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's just my thing is like, I don't, I don't feel like these other characters outside of Spider-Man are good enough or interesting enough. And then also, the main way that I judge these movies is off of the villain. And I don't know, granted, I don't follow the comics that greatly, but I don't know what other villain they have other than Thanos that's going to really get me amped. I think they... So... I'll I'll say this. I'm a little for the first time. I think I'm a little concerned about the future, only because like from the interviews I be reading uh, of Kevin Feige, who's the head of Marvel Studios, like he's pretty much already was stating how Captain Marvel was gonna be taking the lead. Like he, she's gonna probably yeah, no, be. I'm like, good on that. She's not good enough for me to be. See, and that's yeah, that's my <laughs> issue. That movie was not anywhere good enough for me to be excited about anything in the future. See, that's me. yeah, and that's my issue with it a little bit because even though I don't think like I definitely don't feel as harshly about it as you do, Rick, but I didn't feel like her character or the movie itself set her up to make me go, man. I really want her to be the leader. I even look at her as the leader. Because it's like, like in the, you know, reading the comics, I never was a fan of Captain America, to be honest. Like, I honestly was like, mm-hmm. Captain America's corny, and I don't even care yeah. about Captain America. Yeah, I was like, he's corny, but the movies made me a Captain America fan. Like, I really like Captain America. Yeah. But it's because of the movies. And it's like, I don't see, like, she don't give me that same feeling from, like, Chris Evans' as Captain America. Or Robert Downey yeah. Jr.'s Iron Man. Or even, like, I like the young boy Chris Tom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited. I'll say this. I'm excited about Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther. Like, I, I'm yeah, excited. I guess I would be more excited if they were making him 
mm-hmm. a bigger, you, like, you know, putting him in that position or even if they were doing that for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But if they're making it higher, like, I truly could care less. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, not even my feelings about her. Like, if they make her as, as basically invincible as she was in Captain Marvel, then it's like, what's the point of, of you know, even having other people on the team. Yeah, because it, it's just like if if she's invincible and she's gonna be facing threats, like you gonna have to make a big enough threat to challenge her. Mm-hmm. And the regular people like Hawkeye and and uh, even oh, Captain America, like like <laughs> the, the more normal heroes or the heroes who ain't powered up on a cosmic level, mm-hmm. like they're not even gonna be able to, you know, participate. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I'll say this: the fact that Disney bought Fox and they got the like Marvel Studios is going to be getting the rights back to Fantastic Four and the X Men. That yeah, I think that'll help. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Is like if they do something with Fantastic Four, they have like Galactus or something like that. Then maybe, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would I would like to see a Fantastic Four movie that's actually good though. Yes, mm-hmm. I'd like to see that because I'm that last one. Yo, yeah, I, 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 yo, I saw it. I just oh my that John, <laughs> yo, you saw it, there? Yes, I saw it. That that last yeah. Fantastic Four movie made the first two Fantastic Four movies. Look like they did Avengers one and two, like yeah. That last Fantastic Four was pure unadulterated garbage. Like I'd have to see it now. I don't want to see it, dog. It was horrible. It was. You know what? You know what? That last. Fan, I'm about to say this, and I know y'all gonna say I'm crazy. That last Fantastic Four movie was worse than Batman and Robin. I don't know. I guess I have to see it. And I, Batman. I remember starting it, but just not you know getting very far into it. You know what? I, I I could see that because, like, they took themselves serious, and Batman and Robin was. You know, I don't know if it was intentionally campy, but it, you could kind of look mm-hmm. at it like it, it it had some fun moments or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it was bad, but like it, it was like. That Fantastic Four was was like almost somebody trying to be on some. I'm gonna make an Oscar winning superhero movie, so this is gonna be. Oh, it, was it was awful. It was awful. It was it was just bad. Like there was, uh, I can't think of anything. That's what I'm saying. I can't think the about. The story was bad. Did it have an end credit scene? I don't even remember. I don't think <laughs> so. I didn't. I didn't watch. Yeah. Till the end. If it, yeah, I'm about yeah, to say. I don't think there's nothing good that you can take from that. Nothing. That, that's why I just about yeah. to say nothing. I can't. I, there's not one good thing I could take from it. Not one. Mm, I'm gonna watch it now. Dude, it was terrible. <laughs> it was by far like I can't remember when I saw it. I know I didn't go to the theater to, to see it. I think it came on HBO or something. Yeah, I think I watched it on HBO on demand or whatever. I just know it was flat, hot garbage. And I do want, like, I feel like Marvel's 
studios will do the Fantastic Four right yeah. for a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean. That's probably okay. the future. That's probably the, the future of Marvel Universe. Or yeah. How they how they could make it exciting, like bringing in all those Fox movies. Yes. And, and doing them. Yeah, that's like in the Marvel. That's thing. probably yeah. That's that's their best bet, I think. Uh, is doing that because, like, I mean, they got a decent roster of people, but I I need I don't know what the stakes are going to be going forward to well, make you, it worth it. The other, uh, I think, the other good thing about them getting the deal for, uh, you know, getting the rights back to the um, Fantastic Four characters is also, like, there was a a comic storyline that Marvel did with, uh, like, all the cosmic heroes, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova and all these other different uh, cosmic heroes where they took the... um, Oh, I forgot about Adam Warlock. Yeah, he's gonna be in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But... Okay. It was like... um, the there was a Fantastic Four villain called Annihilus who created like this gigantic space army and it was like going through the galaxy destroying like planets. It was called the Annihilation Wave. And so mm-hmm. uh you know in fact people had speculated that the next Avengers was actually gonna introduce a Annihilus and um like introduce the Annihilation Wave, which see I think that would be cool too, because that was a pretty cool storyline. So I'd have to know more about that storyline. I just know like the Infinity Gauntlet though. Like I remembered that when I was younger, like yeah. that old storyline. Not that I read the comics because I didn't, but I just remember you know the kids mm-hmm. talking about it uh, at the time and it being like a super huge deal. Yeah. And I, th- I I don't know. I think like the the way that they did it by having the stones in different places and different movies, mm-hmm. you know, helped with the build-up. But if you just got this thing annihilating stuff, I don't know. I guess I just, I just got to see how they do it. I'd, I'd have to see how they do it. We'll see. I mean, it's the fact that they introduced the scrolls, that was the other thing, and I don't know how that's going to work with the way that they did the twist. But I was also, like, the minute I heard the scrolls was going to be in Captain Marvel, I immediately was thinking... Oh snap! They're gonna do Secret Invasion, and that was another really good uh, st- storyline. That was actually more modern because that was that came I out. Vaguely know something and remember that, but go ahead. Yeah, it came out. I want to say I'm trying to think if it was ten years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Like I mean, it wasn't like this wasn't like late '90s or early 2000s. This was like in the mid 2000s. Where they did Secret Invasion, and um, that was a pretty good storyline. And I was like, in fact, if they do do it, you could bring back characters that were killed, and mm-hmm. you know, you could bring back. So it's like, even if let's say some characters get killed here in Endgame, they could bring back characters for Secret Invasion. And in fact, I was talking to uh, Joey Suska about it, and I said, I'm calling it now that Captain Marvel is really going to be Queen Veronki, who was like the evil queen of the Skrulls that was the main person for Secret Invasion. That's, mm. that's my call. Yeah, it's a little deeper than I, I know nothing about <laughs> that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's because yeah, I... Which, which Captain Marvel? Brie Larson's Captain Marvel? Yes. I'm Like, because the oh. fact that she was going... 
and nobody seen her. And then now she done came back. And I feel like what they going to show in Secret Invasion is that she had all, like the Captain Marvel that was interacting with them had been replaced. Like, do you, did you guys ever see the, uh, the Avengers cartoon? I remember watching one at one point, but I don't remember it that well. Well, they, like, they did the Secret Invasion storyline where they did, like, Captain America got replaced by a scroll, and then they did, like, yeah. a number of episodes where he was fighting with the Avengers, but then it turned out he was a scroll. So, it was like... Oh, this was a TV show. I never saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw an Avengers cartoon movie, but I never saw a TV show. Oh, yeah. I saw it, and, and it was like the, the real Avengers was like... In, uh, locked up on some yes. spaceship somewhere. Yeah. And Captain Marvel, I mean, Captain America looked like a bum. Yeah. Like a five-card set on a ripped-up costume. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that episode. No. Nope. But that's what, I, that's what I'm calling it. I feel like they go, uh, like, yeah. if, if they I, do I, this. I see that. That's, that's too crazy. I think they... Yeah, I don't know. That sounds pretty complicated. I think they... just like they just introduced... Uh, but yeah, that would be interesting, I guess. We'll see. But, um, but oh, I, I'm on uh, Chanel's out of town, so I'm like on uh, daddy duty by myself. So I gotta get these kids up and ready for school right. tomorrow. This is so a yeah, gotta, This is a good place to stop. How much more you want to do? No, this is a good place to stop. So let me wrap it up with this one last question. I'll say this: right. Where would you rank Captain Marvel? Amongst the other Marvel Studios movies, mm. I think I know where Ricky's gonna put it. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm like, I need to have a list of all the movies that I don't know. Yeah, how I kind of do too. But I would, I would put it near the bottom. Um, I would put it above Iron Man three, and. Trying to think, I feel like that might be about. You know, I'll put it above Iron Man three, above Iron Man two, and above. Um. Because I liked the Incredible Hulk when I saw it, so I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. Yep, yeah, I'll just put it above Iron Man two and three. What about? Yeah. Um. I uh. I think I went back and was watching Iron Man 2 and then realized, like, this is really stupid. But um, <laughs> it's definitely in the bottom <laughs> tier uh, of the Marvel movies. I may, I'm probably alone in this, but I really did not like the first Captain America. It was incredibly boring to what? me. I could care less about anything that happened in that movie. I just rewatched that. Red, Sk- Red Skull showed up in uh in in uh you know the Avengers movie or whatever. I thought that was cool. But it for me personally it's probably somewhere around Iron Man three and the first Captain America movie. And um but I will say this, as much as I'm killing it, I did think it was better than Aquaman. I hated Aquaman. See I haven't seen that yet. I, I gotta see Aquaman. I haven't seen Aquaman. I gotta see Aquaman. All right, I'll say this. Y'all haven't seen it yet? No, because yeah. I didn't get a chance to go oh to the theaters well, to see it. About it. It's terrible, so. I'm gonna rent it, though. I'm gonna try to rent it this week so I can watch it. Um, I will put Captain Marvel. 
I definitely put it above Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, to me, I would put it at the absolute bottom. I'm Like, I just... Iron Man 3 angered me to a point where... Because the trailers were so good. I was so fired up for it. I was excited. It was the first movie after the Avengers. And... When it got to that twist with the Mandarin, it made me so angry. I think I was just... And then even the end, like the last fight was was crap. And the yeah, way they... Yeah. And the way they beat the bad guy... Like, it, first off, they did, it didn't make any sense to me. They didn't, like, yeah. one minute these dudes can regenerate limbs or they can get shot, but then they get electrocuted and they dead. Or then they get shot in the chest and they dead. Oh, he can get blown up. Oh, nope. He, he can come right back. Oh, he get blown up again. Now he dead. It's like that that joint didn't make no freaking sense. It was stupid. And then he got saved by his girl. Like, it just, she, first off, just because she got the powers, how she automatically got the fighting instinct to do what she did. That didn't make no sense. Like, so anyway, yeah. I, I, yeah, I will. I, I thought, I was confused about that because I thought if you got the experience, she blew up. Well, maybe I need to go back and watch it. I didn't See, that's just it. it. Yeah, some oh, of them did. Die. Some of them did. Block. First off, that joint didn't make no sense. But um, I will put Captain Marvel above Iron Man 3. I I think I got to rewatch Iron Man 2 because I remember loving it the first time I saw it. And I know other people didn't care for it, but I thought, I don't know if I could put Captain Marvel above Iron Man 2. Um, yeah, I don't know if I put it above it myself either, but it's somewhere in that vicinity. I would put it... I definitely wouldn't put it above Incredible Hulk because I actually like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah. And I would probably put it... See, I think it might be tied with Thor The Dark World because... I didn't... I, you know what? When I first saw Thor The Dark World, I didn't hate it. I fell asleep on that movie. I know you did, because we would go see it. But I didn't hate it, but I do remember re-watching it recently and thinking, yeah, this is lackluster. It's not... You know, I... I'm trying to think. I, no, I would put I think it. If I went back to rewatch it, I probably wouldn't care for it too much either. I I would put it as a tie with Thor: The Dark World, but it's still above Iron Man three. But that's the other thing I will say. I think the thing that Captain Marvel suffers from is that I feel like Marvel Studios has the bar. I mean, has the bar so high. Yeah. If the movie doesn't hit that bar, you're like, oh, this is bad. Like. You know, a lot of movie studios would take Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World over... Like, I would take Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World over any Transformers movie. I, it, well, I feel like Aquaman was on par with Iron Man 3. Uh, I see, I, I, I gotta see it. I gotta see it. It's just fucking terrible. It was yeah. so corny and stupid and just bad. I hated I it. I gotta see it. Are you... So, um, I guess this is a good place where we can wrap it up. Um, really quick, are any of you guys going to go see Us? Us? Uh, no, I'm not going to see it. I don't 
I heard it wasn't that great. I want to see it. I just don't know when. But I read one review that was like, the the thing was like, it was like 10 thoughts that you could have after seeing us. And Mm -hmm. one was like, it was the best movie ever. And the other was, it was the worst movie ever. Can you? <laughs> That's what I'm interested to see. It's like you can feel one, like either one, one or the other about it. I'm probably gonna try to go see it to tomorrow. Um, Kenya went and saw it today, and she called me, and she was just like, at first she came out and she was saying she hated it, and then she called me back later and said once she calmed down, and then she was looking at some explanations about it, she could understand some of the symbolism in it and she felt like she has to go see it again and that was one of the reviews i read was like this is a movie you have to see more than once and i was like so i'm gonna go i'm actually gonna go see it tomorrow but i'll keep you guys posted like can i say something slightly controversial i think it might you know what well i've already started go ahead um there's a I don't care for Jordan Peele, and uh, uh, yeah, like get out. The fact that he's married. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't care for the fact that uh, he's married to a white woman, and then he does all these movies that are supposedly, you know, emphasizing like, you know, like African Americans and all that. Like, like Get Out. That really, I, re, I mean, it was a good movie. It was a decent movie, but I'm like, but dude, like, you're married to a white woman. I, just I feel think like, that's. I feel like you lose credibility when you do stuff like that. See, but I think that's, you know what, man? That's a podcast for another day. You just gave me another good idea for a podcast. But. He's, he's half white, actually. I don't care what he is. That don't, <laughs> I don't I just feel like he loses credibility. I you can't know. say no. You can't say you can't say he lose credibility if he is halfway. That's like I had this one chick in my car from um, WHYY, and we were t- I was driving her to the job, and we was talking about football. She was talking about Dak Prescott, and she was you know killing Dak Prescott because of what he said uh, you know at the beginning of the season about Kyle Kaepernick's protest and people misunderstood what he said that's why he had to come back and clarify and then she was like well i mean he's you can't he, he gonna be one of those black guys getting with a white woman and i was just like well he's half white and then she's like well yeah that's true he is half white but i'm like i feel like even though he's half white he still establishes himself as black just like brock like brock is half white but he yeah. clearly sees himself as a black man and i feel like even with jordan peele he sees himself as a black man, even if he's half white. And I, I get what you're saying in regards to uh, how he lose credibility, but I feel like that's, as a person that identifies themselves as black, I don't feel like you, you know, you can lose credibility per se you know when you point out I'm the gonna stuff. Have to, I'm going to have to watch the movie, and I think we all should watch the movie, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and talk about and then I'll go into more detail about how I feel like he's just not credible for me. Yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. This is a topic that we need much more time on. Way to go, Rick. You yeah. got another good topic. But uh, thank you. Uh, before we get off that topic, though, Donald Glover is also with a white woman. Oh, yeah, I know. He loses credibility in my book as well. Good <laughs> grief. Uh, the guy Key that was on Key and, Key and Kill. Whatever, also, I forgot. Key, also Key, Key and Michael Key. Yeah. 
don't care again. He loses credibility. Because <laughs> it's like they made that movie Kino, and that movie Kino to me was like, you know. I never uh, saw it. I had no whatever. desire to see it. I don't know what they called it. But yeah, I know Kino. <laughs> I have no desire to see it. it. To me, it was like you were, you're making money off of black culture. You broke up on that, Rick. But we—that's yeah. something we'll we'll have to. This definitely yeah. a subject we gonna tackle <laughs> on the next one. But all right, I want to thank you guys yeah. for joining me. This is the. Uh, right. I'll talk no to problem. you guys I'll next time. Later. Right. Peace. Right. This is the zero to one hundred podcast episode five. We out. So that brings us to the close for the Zero to 100 podcast, episode five. Again, a big shout out of thanks to my little brothers, Corey and Ricky. Thank you for joining me uh, and us having our review of Captain Marvel. As you can see, neither, neither, like one of us was uh, really blown away by it. But I think that's because, like we said, during the review is like Marvel Studios movies have been on like the bar is so high for those it's like if you don't hit that bar it's a little underwhelming or it's a little disappointing like I didn't think it was a bad movie I didn't dislike it I would say as much as Ricky did but definitely in the rankings of the 22 Marvel uh, films it's definitely in the bottom like it's, it's in that bottom but that's not doesn't mean it's bad it's just like compared to other movies like i didn't hate it it just was a little underwhelming and it didn't get me too excited for her future to be honest like dr strange for example which was another weird character created like um like you know displayed for marvel like i'm excited to see dr strange too i'm not necessarily excited to see captain marvel too like i just I don't know. She she got to really win me over in Endgame, but um, I, I still recommend you check it out, especially before Endgame, just for the post-credit uh, scene alone. And that's what I was trying to say earlier in the podcast. I was calling it a teaser, but it was a post-credit scene. And it's like, you know, post-credit scenes have existed in movies before. Like, there have been movies in the past that use post-credit scenes um but let's you know let's just be honest marvel is the one that has changed the game with it like you know now it's like i don't even understand how people go to a marvel movie a a marvel studios movie in particular and not sit through the credits because you know there's gonna be something there now yeah sometimes like what they've been doing now which i actually like is that they'll put a a little um post-credit scene in there in the middle of the credit so you don't have to sit through the whole thing and then they'll put something else at the end and sometimes they both work sometimes one works and one doesn't so um, but it's still fun it's always fun to see and so the next movie review that we'll do on the podcast is going to be jordan peele's us that's going to be involving my sister kenya because she called me the second she got out of it and talked to me over the weekend about her opinions on it which was one way before then she sat and thought about it and read some stuff and contemplated and then she changed her opinion a little bit and my opinion i saw it earlier this week and i you know i'm saving my opinion to share that i have on it when um when i do the podcast with her this weekend um 
And then just that discussion where Ricky had his hot uh, opinion in regards to how he feels about Jordan Peele or Donald Glover. That, that to me, opens up a door for a whole nother episode, which we can um, discuss in the future, which I'm looking forward to. So once again, if you have any topics that you think would be good or anything you would like to talk to me about or stuff we can discuss or see what my opinion is on it, reach out to me. Let me know. Like I said before, I have some of my friends that have actually already reached out to me. I'm going to have... you know, she, she, one of my friends in particular gave me a really good idea for an episode that we're going to do, and I'm going to work on that with her. So, uh, once again, please check it out. It's on soundcloud.com. Just search zero to 100. You could also get it on my blog, which is the number zero, T-O, the number one, 100.blogspot.com. And I always put it over my Facebook page as well. So this is the Zero to 100 podcast. Can't wait for in-game Zero to 100 podcast episode five. We out.